Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. God has given us unlimited treasures in his word. Every time we open it, we can discover a new treasure or admire an old one. What will we find today? Here's Carla Early with Treasure Hunt in the Word. Yesterday we talked a bit about Ezra and his calling. He spent years just studying God's law, learning it, applying it, and preparing his heart to teach it to the people of Israel. The turning point in his life came when he led a group of volunteers to Jerusalem, the city of their forefathers, and began to put into practice all he had learned. Now back in Babylon, much of the law would have been theoretical. However, arriving in Jerusalem, he had to enforce the laws. And I imagine that was much harder. When I sit in my easy chair and study God's word, I learn all sorts of things. But putting them into practice in the real world is something altogether different, isn't it? I learn that I should pray continually. My first response to anything should be prayer. I believe that, think it's a great idea. Yet when I get out into my day-to-day living, when something goes wrong, I tend to try to fix it myself or ask a friend for advice instead of going straight to God. I might completely agree with 1 Corinthians 10.31 and plan to put it into practice in my life. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. But that pie looks so good and I just have to have a piece even though I know I shouldn't. I delight in reading Count It All Joy when you fall into various trials. But my complaints about things going wrong don't usually sound too joyful. You might know a little of what I'm talking about here. When Ezra arrived in Jerusalem, he immediately realized that not just the people, but even the Levites and other leaders had been intermarrying with the pagan people of the land. He was shocked. Had they learned nothing from Solomon? He had done the same thing and been led astray. The law strictly forbade intermarriage, not just between races, but between belief systems. Now, if somebody wanted to become a Jew and follow their God, like Rahab or Ruth, they were welcome. But marrying one who didn't believe in God was an abomination. What would Ezra do about this? Would he sweep it under the rug? Would he say, well, what's done is done, and go on? Nope, not Ezra. He knew that this would destroy the people of God worse than an invasion of a foreign army. So what did he do? He prayed. It wasn't one of those, what do I do about this, Lord, type of prayers. Ezra wept as he represented the people in confession and repentance. In response, the Lord drew people around Ezra and they began to confess and repent too. In fact, it was their idea to divorce their unbelieving spouses, which Ezra agreed to. Then after assembling the people, Ezra explained the depth of the sin to the people and told them to confess and repent. Then he formed a committee to make sure this happened. We see Ezra later reading the law to the people and teaching them. And according to Jewish tradition, Ezra was the one who established synagogues all around Israel in order for people to learn the law. But this first trial when he came to Jerusalem, showed the strength of his character in standing up for God's word. For him, God's truths and commands weren't just theoretical or circumstantial. They were necessities to put into practice. How do you feel about God's word? 
Do you put into practice what you learn in your quiet time or in a sermon or Sunday school lesson? And do you stand up for what's right by weeping in prayer over sin you see in your world as Ezra did? You can contact us at treasurehuntintheword at gmail.com. We'd love to hear the treasures God has given you through His Word. You can listen to other episodes at our website, which you can find in the description below. Thanks for listening, and remember, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also.